This episode brought to you by Samaritan Village and Tomas Lares, founder of United Abolitionists. You've just joined In the Stillness with Dawn Strobeck. In the deep dwelling place where stillness settles your heart and refreshes your soul, where the voice of God is just a little more lucid and a little less clouded, he waits to hold this sacred space just for you. Welcome back to In the Stillness with Don Strobeck. We're going to talk today about anger, about how we can bring anger to God. I'm going to begin with Proverbs 27, 19. As a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. We can't hide the anger. And Psalm 51, 6 says, But you desire honesty from the womb teaching us wisdom even there. And John 8, 32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth is we are angry sometimes and we need to face the anger. In Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, it actually says, go ahead and be angry. This is from the message. You do well to be angry. But don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil a foothold. It's kind of a little bit like this. One day I had this really unpleasant smell that had crept into my kitchen. And I really didn't have time to look for the culprit. So I started looking for things to mask it, like the mango potpourri, or maybe the coconut candle, or the Glade aerosol. I thought one of these certainly has got to do the trick. But just as my guests began to arrive, I noticed that the smell had slithered back into the atmosphere. And I had to begin searching for the source, searching and searching. Where is that smell? Where is it coming from? Anger is kind of like this. It's a super tricky emotion, and it will slither in from a corner as you try to shove it down deep. But like the smell in the kitchen, if the source of your anger isn't identified, it will always creep back into your heart. Anger can appear like that unidentified smell because it is so often used as a mask for deep hurt. If we keep trying to stuff it or mask it or make it smell better, we will never get rid of it. Examining ourselves, our emotions, and our behaviors, and our story will lead us to the source of our anger and the healing of our hearts. Often, the anger we feel over the inconsiderate driver in the road rage or the controlling boss is actually several layers deep. It reflects something deeper in us. Such current events can be triggers for past hurts. The driver becomes a self-involved parent or a present boss touches the pain of being controlled by an older brother. We, the image bearers of God, were created with a sense of justice by our creator. 
Anger is a God-given emotional response to injustice. When we are angry over injustice, we are reflecting his righteous heart in us. Of course, there are other reasons for anger that are not just, such as entitlement or the need to control or the desire to gain power. But it's okay to be angry over unjust treatment. It validates the preciousness of the human heart and spirit. But God doesn't want us to stay there. God, by his example, was often angry in the Old Testament. Take a look. As a matter of fact, his anger is mentioned 375 times. Some people assert God was an angry God back in the day of Moses and Joshua, but that Jesus did away with his wrath. Jesus had become the smiley face on the Jesus love you stickers. And he wasn't a man with complex emotions. But this is not true. This is not the Jesus of the Bible. Jesus was angry. He was complex. To say that that was a thing of the old covenant is simply not true. Jesus was so angry at the temple money changers that he drove them from the temple with a whip and overturned their tables. Now that's anger some kick to it. I kind of like that vision. And Jesus' display of anger didn't stop there. On many occasions, he confronted the lofty religious zealots, the Pharisees, letting them know that their adherence to the law had obscured their ability to love well. All of us have suffered from some form of deep rejection or disappointment or abandonment, or embarrassment. Knowing where these hurts come from, from is so important to our healing. Look at the Psalms. David was a brutally honest man. He wanted to do all kinds of nasty things to his enemies. Yet David maintained his loving heart and did not become cold or bitter or stagnant. What was the key to this? Well, David was always searching his heart, always bringing out the bad stuff and giving it to God, no matter how vile it was. As Beth Moore explains, David viewed his heart as a pitcher, and he poured everything in it on his God, whether it was joy or sadness or bitterness or fear. He let God purge the anger. Anger can eventually create a barrier for our spiritual depth and growth. It can be a wall that stands solid and immovable between you and God or you and others. It is important to properly work through our anger because it will turn dark and bitter in our hearts tempting us to sin in it. When we let out what we really feel, God will shine his light and truth into it. It's a process. The deeper the hurt, the longer the process. The bigger the anger, the longer the process. If we deny it or feed 
our anger, it will grow and create division in our relationships with God and others. The point of being authentic about our anger is to move us to a place of hurt, then grief, then joy, then finally love. We cannot love well when anger has a foothold in our heart. Different people have different triggers for anger. For me, rejection is a trigger and so is being misunderstood. I would work so hard to make sure these didn't happen. They were part of my childhood experience. This experience led me to try to protect myself against it. I was one of those kids who felt like, you know, they didn't fit in. Maybe they didn't fit in with my, their family. Maybe I didn't fit in with my family. Maybe I didn't fit in at school. Later as a, an adult, I would try to be the best employee, maybe the best wife, the best mother, all in an effort to really not be rejected. And when and if I was, the anger would come. If I couldn't figure out how to, how to be better or do better, how to get them to accept me or love me or understand me, then I would be quiet or silent and angry. I would begin to change the fabric of who I was so I would not be rejected. But denying the essence of who I was created to be would make me the angriest of all. I would then invite anger into my soul as I silently seethed. I would try to not let things bother me by burying them or shrugging them off, but that would lead to more anger, a deeper anger. What I began to learn was that if I didn't let God into the deepest source of my anger, then the anger would change me. This anger sitting in my soul will begin to cause me to push people away for fear of getting hurt or to shut down my heart from those I already had relationship with. Jesus, our Savior, stands ready to save us from the anger that imprisons our souls. He stands ready to take it all upon himself. The years of injustice or momentary hurt or overlooked pain or underlying rejection. Our Jesus died, not just for our sins, but also it was our sorrows that weighed him down. Jesus died because of our wounds. When he hung on the cross, he took the abuse that you suffered at the hands of a mother or father or teacher or friend or society, and he took those hurts upon himself. But if we remain in a place of anger, we will never get to the source of our wounds. Jesus longs to take those wounds and heal them with his love, but we have to voluntarily relinquish them to him. So let him in. Close your eyes and just receive this as if from the Lord. 
my brave one. Bring it all to me. I am here. Bring your anger to me. I am big enough to handle it. I know you need me to hear you. I will move into your anger, I promise. If you trust me enough to open this part of you up to me, let me come and replace your anger and your hurt with my love. I want your heart to be available. Let it go. I am here. Bring it to me over and over and over again. It may not go away today, but I am patient. If the anger is too big for today, just release a little bit. I'll be here tomorrow, and I won't leave you if it takes time.